this is Everyday Leaders. I'm your host, Melanie Ake. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today's guest will share the disciplines that he practices every day that allows him to achieve a life of success. Today's Everyday Leader reminds us always be aware of what inspires you as these inspirations can lead to significant results. It is truly about following your dreams. Dodd Hosevel is my guest today. Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, show eight starts now. Welcome to the program, Dodd. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you so much for inviting me uh, uh, to be a part of your show. Yeah, I think about Everyday Leaders and you're right up there at the top of the list because what you've done through your lifetime has inspired uh, me, but I've, I'm sure so many other people, and uh, I want my listeners to understand the process that you've gone through, uh, how you've taken that inspiration from very young and continued that intensity all throughout your life to be the success that you are today. Um, talk to us a little bit about your story from middle school when you created the yearbook cover. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it, it, it goes back to, uh, I guess, feeling some recognition or, or, or feeling some, uh, uh, some positive energy about something that you've done. And, uh, yeah, I, I won a contest of creating um, the cover of our yearbook in middle school. So that's an early, uh, early memory of, of me. I, I, I always like to draw but uh, never really was uh, ever thinking uh, about a career as a visual artist or anything like that. But um, that, uh, that moment I was extremely proud of. And, uh, and if you remember correctly, it was a voting type of a thing where uh, mm-hmm. I think there were three or four submissions. I remember working on it so hard at, at home and, uh, and what I was trying to, uh, to draw. And uh, then I remember winning and, um, and what that feeling was. That, that, uh, that's uh, something that you can really fall in love with. Is that is, it's not necessarily a feeling of winning. It's rather just a feeling of um, uh, of achieving something or, or being recognized for, for what you thought was uh, uh, was of course by design was the best. So, mm-hmm. that, well, that recognition young too, you know, because when you're at that stage in your life, thirteen, fourteen years old, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, we're all kind of looking for that validation, and um, right. and so that really, you know, could have been the catalyst that inspired you to say, hey, I, I think I could do this for a long time, and maybe I'll explore this in college. And so right. really, really neat story to kind of think about that. And do you have that framed in your studio today? <laughs> no. It, it, it is in my drawer, though. It is in my desk drawer. <laughs> I take it out and occasionally reflect upon it. <laughs> Come on, Greenwood Woodman, we need your support. <laughs> right? Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, that middle school is now closed, you know, so. <laughs> I know, I know, um, I know. And the elementary school has been remodeled, too, I, I do know. Yeah, it's changed quite a bit in the last, sure. we'll, we'll say 10 years, right? <laughs> right <laughs> it's right. been much Good. longer Perfect. than that. Right. Oh, goodness. You know, so yeah. it starts back then, and, and so you continued to be inspired and, and through high school, and then you went to Ball State. That's right. Went to Ball State for for art and uh, graduated with uh, two BFAs because uh, for some reason I thought one was not enough. 
So I have uh, a BFA in painting and a BFA in drawing. Yeah, but those are so similar, and those really, you know, kind of speak to your creativity of I can do painting, I can do drawing, and it all really mixes. I've, I've been, you know, really following you and looking at some of your work and um, this inspiration about fish, right? And, yeah. And yeah. I, I love this, but where does this come from? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's interesting because my, my evolution as an artist is um, working with pop art concepts, um, modern contemporary uh, fields, and I don't believe in any, um, in any negativity. I don't believe in any, uh, and I should explain that a little bit more, negativity in artwork. I, I, pr producing artwork that uh, is you know, visually impacting someone in a negative way, mm -hmm. I don't really feel that that's challenging. I, I do feel it's very challenging to impact somebody in a positive way. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that's much more challenging. And uh, you, get, you, you, can, you can gain a lot more from that, uh, from that process. The interesting thing about fish is that that's my foray into uh, the Japanese um, uh, consumer art market. Mm -hmm. I started to uh, be able to introduce my work uh, to uh, the Japanese culture. Fish is obviously a big part of the Japanese culture. So the catalyst with the fish, um, and and by the way, there's a side note in in those in those works that those the fish that I'm actually working with are all critically endangered uh, fish. I don't try to put that into um, uh, so so visual. I, I try to paint the fish or work with the fish in a way that uh, is really visually pleasing. And then there's more to the artwork if if you want to learn more about it. I, there's nothing more powerful to me than, than creating a piece of artwork without mocking the viewer. Uh, whereas a lot of a lot of artists would create something, and uh, you know, the, I guess the the idea would be, do you get it? And to me, if you have to ask somebody, "Do you get it?" then the art's kind of failing. So, if you can if you can work with something that somebody really enjoys, and then they realize that there's something else in the artwork as well, mm -hmm. it allows them a chance of uh, discovery as well. So, art is all about that inspiration. You know, it's it's going to these galleries and it's just kind of staring at the wall for minutes or hours. You know, and looking into sure. the picture and saying, "What if I was in that painting? And what if I was in that picture?" and how does that kind of move me, you know, as, as someone that's, that's just right. a consumer of art? Um, and that's so right. it's amazing. Like, how did you, but when you started, right, what got you from, hey, I think I'm interested in this. I, I want to talk about kind of the behaviors that made you, you know, realize that this was something that you really wanted to continue to follow. Um, just, you know, some a lot of people get degrees and and they walk away from college and they go, well, you know, I never use that. But you have sure. had this continued passion. And so when you left Ball State and you had these degrees, what was, you know, what happened next? Kind of lead us through that next step of what that consistency looked like for you. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, um, there's a little bit of ex exposing a little bit about myself uh, as far as some, uh, some naive, being naive about uh, how I was going to survive, I guess is the right word. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, graduating, graduating from art school and, uh, and stepping out into the real you know, world and, uh, and then trying to make a living off of uh, artwork, um, it's very, very, very challenging. So if you, uh, you know, if you think about your career and you think about how you're going to uh, you know, make that path, uh, 
obviously you can side yourself out to teaching or, or learning another uh, trade that's also creative where you can provide uh, renderings or, or drawings for people. Mm -hmm. you know, coming out of high school, I was also into engineering and architecture. And uh, heading to Ball State, I did have ideas of stepping into uh, the architecture department. Mm -hmm. um, also got pretty, you know, pretty good with a, with a camera. Um, but I chose to really try to do the studio art uh, thing, really try to uh, work as a studio artist where you're pursuing concepts, you're, you're pursuing contemporary ideas, you're, uh, you're putting those ideas onto a canvas, which is, like you said, asking somebody to come into a gallery and stare at a wall for whether it be moments or hours is incredibly difficult to do with this day and age, how fast things move and, mm -hmm. and the internet and Instagram and, and, and people scrolling through picture after picture so quickly, you know, with a, with a painting, you're really challenging yourself with asking somebody to stop and stand and contemplate what, uh, what they are looking at. You, if you choose to do that, you really have to put something uh, into that, uh, into the artwork. You have to have something there. Something substantial has to be there, and that's you know that's something that you're chasing. I, I've always been somebody that that has liked the challenge. I've always been somebody that, whether knowingly or unknowingly, has chosen a difficult uh, path, or a, a very challenging and uh, and uh, difficult <laughs> journey. <laughs> so, does this journey, this journey that you talk about, right? We all have this journey. What do you think is the single most thing that has inspired you the most? Um. The, those inspirations come. I, I, I feel something when I'm able to uh, um, create something. You know, the the view planter series, the the, the sculpture series that, that I created when I when I first moved out to California. Within the six or seven months out out of being here, I came up with the concept of growing plants from sheets of glass, and they were they were basically um, wall terrariums, and. The, the moment that I put it down, the, the feeling, it's, it's a rush. It, it's, it's, it's just me and, and a piece of paper and, and ink. And there's a, there's a rush that happens that uh, when, you know you've, when you know you've hit something or you know you've captured something, and, uh, and then, then producing it is, is a whole other uh, monster. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but the, that, that is what I fell in love with. I fell in love with that um, um, being creative, chasing something, ch chasing a concept, um, crafting it, and uh, and that starts small. You know, that starts with a, an idea, recording the idea as simply as possible, whether it's a sketch or an arrangement or or even a memo, mm -hmm. um, and then and then extrapolating from that and slowly crafting it step by step until it until it grows into something, or, or until it, it uh, sometimes gets a paper, or sometimes it, it leads you in a whole other direction. Mm -hmm. So through this journey, I mean, I'm sure you've had a lot of times where you've had somebody look at your work and say. Yeah, I would go in this direction, or, or maybe kind of, you know, make you feel like you weren't being true to your to yourself or to your art. Um, how do you how do you kind of deal with that that consistency that you're bringing on, you know, to kind of add value and understand kind of your journey? Um, what's that like when, as an artist, you know, because you own that. It's so important and personal to you, and. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've had that experience. And as a leadership lesson, I guess, it's, it's people that, you know, they see that they're trying to accomplish something themselves, and then somebody from the outside says, yeah, I don't see it that way. <laughs> and, and so how do you, what's the rule that you follow, or how do you stay true to yourself? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, you definitely have to be comfortable with the fact that you're going to put yourself out there, mm -hmm. and 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 how and at whatever level uh, you know you're going to put yourself out there. Um, uh, you can be fearful of that, or you can be excited uh, about it. The the other part with with uh, with reactions, I, I've had I've had reactions to my work that I've overheard or that somebody has told me that um, that I, that could. Allow you know, if you if you allowed it, it could be devastating to you, or it could make you, I guess, uh, quote unquote, feel bad. Mm -hmm. But uh, what you have to realize is that everyone's going to have a different reaction to, uh, you know, to your work. People are going to like the color blue, and some people don't like the color blue. So that's really not uh, the the uh, the goal or the idea that you're chasing. Um, once you do, once you pass a certain point in, in your in your career as working as a as a contemporary visual artist and and really trying to be Socially, in the moment of, of the pulse of what's happening today, you you have to push yourself to to at least achieve a, a bar, and that that is your, uh, your your contemporaries and 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 what's happening, what's happening socially, what's happening uh, in the current uh, uh, feel of, of you know of what's happening around you, um, and and you know around not around not necessarily just around you, but around you know everywhere. Mm -hmm. I, I try to take into consideration. Everything that's happening. I watch what's happening, you know, in places in other parts of the world, and and read about things, and and try to uh, encap, you know, encapsulate those things into uh, into smaller ideas or, or, or things to deal with. But you know, people reacting to my work or, or uh, saying something negative about it, that does, it doesn't bother me at all. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's something you have to pass, uh, move move past that part, uh, or being being fearful of somebody. Um, uh, judging you, I guess. Uh, when, when if you're going to put something out there, it's it's going to be judged. Uh, right. You just have to go ahead, go ahead and accept that. So that, uh, the, you know, the, the the more tragic loss is, is you being so fearful of uh, of not putting it out there that you don't do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's much more tragic. Well, and I think that's kind of the lesson that I hope people get out of this is, you know, you've stayed true to what you've believed in, and so no matter what, right? This journey is about kind of discovering yourself and you may even come up with different concepts throughout your lifetime um because... oh it changes it changes constantly yeah. <laughs> there is a constant constant evolution almost almost on a daily basis because when i my, my i have a fantastic studio space i'm very fortunate i have a I have a large studio space and and i don't work on one uh painting at a time and i'm not working on one series at a time one one thing that is very different about the, the work that I create, and, and it could be considered a bad thing, or it could be considered a good thing, and I'll explain that in a minute. I, I work in several different uh, um, mediums, and I work in several different uh, visual styles. Uh, and when I say that's a bad thing, in the past, uh, a gallery or somebody that's going to represent you, or maybe somebody that's even going to collect you, they're going to want to see you struggle with something over and over and over, and then you're going to stay in a similar vein or, or a similar line of work. Like, if you look back at any artist that's, uh, that's famous um, or, or notable, they're going to have a, a line of paintings that, that seem to take you along this same path that you mm -hmm. see what they're struggling with. Um, you know, for me, for instance, go back to the, the, the fish paintings, um, they're, they're just paintings about fish. Yes, they are critically endangered fish, and, and if you know a little bit more about them, they've been they're, they're actually cut out of paper, so they're they're slightly sculptural, mm -hmm. and then paint then painted over the top. But also, I had a you know an entire line of, of sculpture that grew plants or pieces of glass. It, it was almost like a living painting, uh, where the roots and and the 
underbelly of the plant was the main focus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, totally different, but there's an overall environmental theme which carries through my work. I'm dealing a lot with organic space and and the environment. Mm -hmm. And you get that inspiration. I mean, you live in one of the most beautiful places in the country, in the U.S., in Santa Monica, right? So um, Mm -hmm. every day is a beautiful day, and you can can actually go out there and appreciate that and kind of get that inspiration, um, you know, from the mountains and the sunshine and, and the water. And so it helps to put yourself in the right environment, right? You've got a great studio space, and we kind of talked about that pre-show of where do you want to do your recording, right? <laughs> and, right? And so it's really important, I think, for people to be able to, to kind of understand you've got to create that safe environment where you can feel like you can express yourself. Um, yes. Part, yeah. part of this is, you know, as an artist, um, I, I know you probably tune into this more than a lot of other people, but that reflection time, because you're kind of transitioning into, like you said, absorbing the things that are going on uh, in the world to kind of give you that inspiration. But do you have a particular time or day that you like to reflect? Do you journal? Do you? What do you do? Yeah, it's uh, th- this has come over um, uh, years of, of sorting it out. I guess is the is the is the right word. I, I have a mind that that it's like a kaleidoscope. There's constantly stuff happening. The interesting thing about that is if you don't record it, and, and however you want to record it, it's just in fragment stage. Some people think that they have to have a full idea or a full concept to, uh, you know, to, to jot it down or record it. I keep a notebook with me all the time, and I use memo on my phone all the time. And I, I can record things with just words. And the words don't even have to be a sentence. They could just be a string of words that capture kind of what, uh, what I thought or what I saw. But I, I have a very regimented way of, uh, of going about dealing with my creativity, both allowing it to um, follow through and uh, uh, shutting it off, because um, uh, I do believe you do have to uh, step away from it for a while. Mm-hmm. So I, I treat my, uh, my creative lifestyle and my creative business as a business. I'm up at 6 in the morning. I'm in the studio. I have a set list of things that, uh, that I'm going to do, whether it's uh, developing some sketches, going through some ideas. I have different boxes of different things that are at the, at the shop. Uh, I mentioned before, there's several different works on canvas. I'm, I'm only painting now. I do have a couple uh, sculpture concepts that I'm going to eventually start to chase. But right now, I'm only painting. And um, interestingly enough, what works for me is having several paintings going at the same time mm-hmm. because I may not be able to resolve that painting right now, uh, but it's in my it's in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I could just move on to the next painting. So I, I paint just about every day, a minimum of five days a week. Sometimes uh, sometimes every day, and it doesn't have to be some romantic concept, some Woody Allen movie where you're uh, you know where it's it's uh, twelve midnight and I have a beret on and a glass of wine. Uh, you know, I, I can spend an hour and work through uh, some paintings like a business during the day, mm-hmm. and I usually I usually try to switch that off around three three o'clock or three thirty or so, mm-hmm. and um, just kind of just kind of put that all away. I don't take textbooks home with me. I don't I, I don't bring that home. I actually do other creative things, um, gardening. I love to cook, uh, recipe books. 
Um, I just occupy myself with other creative things to allow that time to come again uh, where I'm going to step back into the into that role and solve those problems and work out those issues on the campus. That's a great lesson. It's the intentional, you know, we, we all talk about time management and we've all got the same amount of hours in the day, right? <laughs> and so it's what mm -hmm. we do with those. And I love this lesson of, you know, really making sure the, the intention of from this time to this time, I'm going to be in this space. And so yeah. if, if you behave like that and you make concerted efforts to be consistent with, you know, all of that intention, it's almost like you're training your brain, right? I'm going to be in the studio. And so those juices will kind of start flowing, like you said, from one canvas to the other. That's right. To give you That's that opportunity. Right. And then when you go home, gardening is kind of that cooking. Those are, those are things that relax your mind. And your mind's right. kind of prepared for that. So that's right. Um, that's an amazing lesson for people to to really. I hope they get out of this uh, because it's so important. People think I'm a workaholic. I can only be successful if I work 24 hours in a day, right? Right. <laughs> but right. but you or, have our, our focus on that uh, our focus on that same task over you know where you're where you're just focusing on it too much that yeah. you. Uh, that it's hard for you to see, uh, you know, a way through it. Now, by by, you know, by the gardening, you know, I collect orchids. I, I I'm a collector of, of uh, pottery. And back to what you had mentioned before, I surround myself with those things. So, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to be standing on the beach to paint a painting about the beach. Mm -hmm. You can you can surround yourself with things that uh, that remind you of places. Uh, where there are beaches, maybe that you've been, or you, or you like to go, or, or what you think it looks like, and you can still, if you're in touch with it, you can still paint a painting about the beach. So, are you going to paint a painting of Indiana ever? <laughs> ah, good old hometown, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I wanted um, for people that don't know that you have studios um, in Japan and Hawaii. Uh, mm -hmm. How? Talk to us a little bit about, you know, you're in Santa Monica, your gallery is, and, and where you live, but talk to us a little bit about how this happened with galleries in these other places. Right. Well, I, I'm, uh, my wife is Japanese, so uh, fortunately I've been able to, to travel to Japan, which has been um, uh, amazing. And, uh, again, about nature and uh, uh, understanding about the environment, and um, uh, there's just stunning, stunning uh natural vistas uh, in Japan. So that, that affords me that, uh, that opportunity. Um, other, other locations is, uh, I, I, I mentioned before, I like to paint in series. Mm -hmm. So I have, a, I have a series. I also work a lot with flowers, and that's the, the paintings that I'm working on now uh, have a lot of floral uh, content. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, yeah, so when I first started sort of back into flowers again, which uh, there's a whole other level of, of flowers, and, you know, what flowers can mean to you, there's a whole other level of what it means to me. Um, but uh, I start, you know, for instance, Hawaii, I'm also looking for places to expose the work. And uh, you know, also the floral series is, is in Mexico as well, in the Cabo and the Cancun. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I actually paint for specific markets as well uh, in my same style and in, in my same uh, you know, conceptual uh, um, ideas, uh, but just shift the subject matter uh, to places that I also want to be involved in. I, I love Hawaii. I've been going to Hawaii for several years, and it's a, it's a really beautiful place. 
I love Japan. I have I have friends there and uh, that really support me and and look forward to seeing what I'm doing next. And uh, so again, it's it's another uh, like a no-brainer thing to me. If you want to be someplace and you, and you want to uh, you know be a part of that place, well then try to create something that uh, that will fit into that into that place as well. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's it's really thinking about the intention, right? Where where you want to go, where you see yourself kind of where you want to expand to and being able to, we teach a lot of this lesson about stretching ourselves, right? Once you've changed, you can never go back to that same form, that same place. Mm-hmm. And, and so thinking about like what you want to do next um, and what the trade-off is going to, is really going to be, if you think into, if Dodd could be here and you would have to trade something off, have you thought about what that next thing would be? Um, well, you know, the, it's, it's, uh, you had mentioned before time and, uh, time management. That's actually something that, um, that really, uh, that really bothers me. I, I did go through a period of time where I felt like I had, um, wasted a bunch of time Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that's time, time is, it's just, it's constantly moving. It's constantly getting away from you. And, uh, what is that, uh? Every time I hear that song from Pink Floyd, you, you, you miss the starting gun. <laughs> no one told you when to run. Yeah. <laughs> so, every time I hear that song, I try to switch it off. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, that's something that, uh, that does really bother me. And that, that also leads into kind of like a, you know, negative thoughts or negative, uh, you know, negative pattern of thinking that you wasted time. You can always, you can always, kind of gain it back but that's why I have over time developed that structure and how I task myself for you know for for production I don't I don't pray you know place this big value or credibility on on uh hey I did this pen and ink drawing today um just as long as I do those those steps and manage that time um I, I I'm I still feel comfortable I still feel like I'm moving moving forward you know this it's an interesting concept uh, and I, I actually explained this to somebody once. Um, I picture it, you're kind of moving through your, uh, your day, and, and you're on a slight uh, incline, and there's these boulders, and there, there's these boulders slowly rolling down the hill, uh, you know, to you uh, or towards you, and you're, you're trying to, you know, advance forward. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, if you don't give yourself a chance to step side to side, uh, then, you're in, then you're in trouble. So having, managing time and having those different places to step, you can step out of the way of, of a boulder, which is an obstacle that's, mm-hmm. that's coming to like kind of uh, get, you know, you're going to get stuck behind this boulder and not be able to move out of it. So the, the, the trade-off would be, um, uh, I guess, maybe not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> because I, I do need eight hours of sleep a night. Uh, yeah. I definitely do know I need to, I, I take that very seriously and that, and I, I don't have any problem with that. And, uh, I don't wrestle with, uh, you know, those creative concepts at night. Like I said, I kind of switch all that off. But, uh, yeah, that would, the time, time would be the, the trade-off, uh, mm-hmm. the trade-off and, issue. And that is so hard for people, you know, that are trying. Maybe, maybe they're doing a daily life. You know, maybe they've gone and, and had a career and they're kind of in an 8-to-5 job, but they say there's something inside of me that I, I just think there's something else, right? And mm-hmm. so trying to sure. find that dedicated time to 
to really push themselves beyond their limits with families and responsibilities. And um, it's really difficult. So I think it's really great to have you speak into, you know, just taking intentional time and saying, doesn't, I don't have to put myself on a timeline. It just, I have to create, I have to follow this pattern and I'm going to do it from, you know, six to three or six to noon or whatever time that they have uh, to explore that. And, and then, yeah. For you, it, the, the creative process has allowed you to kind of find your path, you know, and right. that's what I think is so neat about your story. And um, tell us a yeah, little. There's a, there's, a, there's a second. There's a second component. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you know, no, no. I want a, you to go on. There's yeah. A, there's a second component to that um, in, in your time management, and I have fallen into this trap uh, before. So. You know, you're you're managing your time. You're, you're doing well. You have you have an idea or something that you want to act upon, but you are visualizing the final outcome to be way too large in the time that you're allowing yourself to be able to get there. Mm-hmm. So you need to, you can scale down what you think that outcome is. And just to kind of make it simple, um, uh, you know, I have a I have an idea that I've sketched on a napkin, and I envision it to be uh, a canvas that is. Uh, you know, eight foot by nine foot, which I, I work really, you know, large size. I build my own canvases. So it can be kind of a, a daunting idea when you think, okay, I'm going to bring this to a canvas. Well, I've got to open up the wood shop and I have to build the, can- the canvas. I have to stretch the canvas, prep the canvas, and then start executing, you know, the artwork. It's a, you know, there's, there's a tall order when you come to that next stage. So, Managing your time, I, I have. I'm fortunate to have that space. I have, you know, I have a, a whole workshop that's dedicated just to building the canvases and backers. So, uh, luckily, I can step over there and 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 do those things. But uh, people may not have that much time on their hands or or resources. Mm-hmm. So you can scale down your concept that's fitting your time schedule. And if it works, if you feel like your your concept works, then you can develop it to another level. You can, you know. Step by step, right. taking smaller tasks and not trying to uh, tackle this uh, this gigantic obstacle. I'm, I have a sculpture series that I want to produce, but physically, uh, it, with my setup right now, I'm not capable of doing it on my own. It is it, it's massive. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really excited about the work, and I've done small maquettes and models, but I envision the pieces to be much larger, and and they're, they were going they're going to be very challenging to. Uh, to deal with that could that could detort you know detour people and say oh well you know what I, I should just forget about it but the concept is so strong I, I know visually that that it will work I'll get there I mm-hmm. just I know that I'll get there it's just kind of a journey you'd say hey I, I know that this is next right and it's kind of mm-hmm. having that faith that I know that I'm on this right path because you have been so consistent and it and the feedback from you know those around you and then and then mm-hmm. you know your own reward of this appreciation, you create something and you can see it and you can see it appreciated. Um, and, and I think that's that's part of that. Don't be fearful. Just keep mm-hmm. moving forward. And mm-hmm. you may yep. fail, and, and, but and, you and may find success. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you, you may you may fail, and, and, and then it's going to be how you quantify that, that failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, listen, you're going to learn so much more about when you fail than ever possibly knowing when you did something right. Exactly. I think that's the biggest lesson, the, the biggest takeaway any, anyway from people that I coach too, and they say, oh, I just I can't do that because 
you know, somebody will look at me and say, you have failed. But that is the mm-hmm. biggest lesson of learning in uh, sitting back, reflecting, adjusting, and then making a, some better decisions or some different decisions um, right. on how you can kind of apply those lessons next. So, right. yeah. Wow. What, um, what a great journey. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for sharing. Um, so tell me, <laughs> I know you have stress and I know you get, <laughs> get it out through painting and things, but is there anything else? That, um, that works for you? That's a strategy that you use? Do you do deep breathing? Do you, do you journal? But is there anything that, that kind of you go, oh, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to, I got to go do what? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that stress, uh, stress is there. If, uh, I can't imagine anybody that uh, that's living um, without any stress. I mean, you, you can feel that from, you know, so many different, uh, so many different ways. Uh you know that that it, that it shows up, but uh, you know stress it can really if you if you allow it it can really take away your your positive energy and your and and uh, the ability to to kind of stay focused and mm-hmm. stay uh, you know in this in this environment that we live in today I, I I don't listen to the news I I don't listen to the regular TV news because it, it, it's it's just nothing but negativity I do listen to news but I but I'll I'll read about it or read about things and. Uh, like world news or BBC or stuff that's a little bit more broad, mm-hmm. but uh, um, you know, I, I just try to keep things simple. Uh, yeah. A list of daily tasks, uh, moving through things. Uh, if you need to call somebody, call them. W- waiting is worse. If you need to communicate something with with somebody, do it now. And if waiting makes it worse, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you just you, you just keep it simple. Uh, I take I take walks. Uh, I'm fortunate to be in a place which is. There's so many places to, you know, to take a walk. Uh, we'd mentioned before uh, I cook. Uh, one, one thing I noticed to deal with stress that I started doing um, years ago uh, was thinking about a recipe. That, uh, and again, I have this crazy kaleidoscope <laughs> mind, mind you. But uh, I can actually think about a recipe in my mind while I'm doing other things. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, this, that. And I'm in such a great uh, cultural uh, mixture in Los Angeles mm-hmm. where, where there are supermarkets that cater to this or that or this culture or that culture and so you can really have fun with, with food so on my way home I may pass by you know a couple different places that I can stop in and get something that's really specific and then put, uh, put a meal together at night mm-hmm. so you know keeping that in my mind thinking about uh, a recipe or something I want to cook or, or the garden I have I collect orchids I, you know there's I'm going to spend every day I get home. I'm, I'm going to spend a couple minutes in the garden. If, if it's not just a couple minutes watering or just taking a look at things, or you know, an hour um, replanting things. But I have a vegetable garden in the backyard, which I love. <laughs> and uh, so those are those are ways. It's just it's just small, you know, small things uh, yep. uh, to occupy your time. I, I had um, I had a couple uh, uh, dogs that came to the studio with me all the time. Uh, <laughs> And uh, that was also very helpful. Animals are very uh, stress-related. Mm-hmm. There's so many things. Animals are so therapeutic. And I think people forget, um, you know, how, how that can just really influence just your whole attitude and focus. If going to the Humane Society, right, if you don't have a pet, to be able to just mm-hmm. kind of have that connection with an animal, it can just calm your spirit. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or even... You know, if, if, and, and again, if animals are too much, because there is a responsibility that comes with that. Uh, a plant, 
Uh, you know, like I have a I have a place in my house that I have probably 30, 40 orchids outside, inside, and uh, you know, even even dealing with the orchids, my my regimental, my very simple to you know plan, but there's something another step. There's something I have to take care of. Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, a plant can even serve as that as that small step. Wow. So I have to ask you this: so Who is your mm -hmm. favorite artist? Who inspires you? Know, you? That's a, yeah, it's interesting. I don't um, at this stage in my career. I don't uh, don't really follow that path any longer. Coming through art school, um, I was just all the contemporaries. Moving to um, uh, what they were working on and uh, uh, arrangements and and concepts, not necessarily the the um, the painting itself. I'm I'm not the type of person that would go to a gallery to stand and look at a Picasso mm -hmm. painting or, or something like that. I'm just it just doesn't doesn't do it uh, for me. But uh, you know, Jim Dine, Jasper Johns, you know, Jim Dine and Jasper Johns are both like currently really, really being known for the work. But th those were the people that I really was looking at in art school and right when I came out of art school. Um, now now I try not to um, uh, spend too much time with that. Uh, I, I have what I'm chasing in my mind, and I try to stay true to, to seeing that only mm -hmm. and um, following what my struggle is. And... Uh, and, um, you know, I, I understand that those guys all have struggle. They all had something visual that they're working on. And uh, I got that at that time period, but I'm, I'm in a different place now. I'm mm -hmm. just trying to focus on uh, myself. Mm -hmm. I think that's so true because, you know, you do go through different phases. You kind of, you need more support or kind of comparing yourself to try to motivate yourself, right? Getting the discipline mm -hmm. down to say, where is my niche and what is going to inspire mm -hmm. me? And then mm -hmm. kind of knowing who you are being true to that and then just being consistent uh, over time mm -hmm. is what what continues your success so yeah and, and and being open to allowing it to change because your your niche may change your your relevance may change your exposure may change mm -hmm. uh you know and and that's normal it's not abnormal it's it's very normal mm -hmm. well dodd thank you so much for being on the show i uh, you've really inspired me. I can't wait to to come out and see you in Santa Monica, and yeah, you have to come to the studio. Yeah, I would love to see your space, and um, I've been following you for a while. But I just, as I put this show together, I thought, man, I'd really love to you to come on and help us understand. You know, just it's it's not easy, but it's something that you have to find within your own self. You know, to to find that success, and you've done that. I wanted you to to share your story. I really appreciate you sharing as much as you did. I, I can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> These little yeah. secrets that are coming next, but um, I, yeah, yeah uh, so we will follow well, it's, you. It's been such an honor. Th thank you so much for, for having me. It's been, it's been a lot of fun to, um, uh, to anticipate uh, speaking with you today. And, um, and again, everything that we've talked about, just, just the process of being able to reconnect with you and, and speak with you again has been part of that positive process for me, uh, allowing me to reflect about myself and uh, and think about uh, um, who I am and, and, and where I am. So it's even even this is a part of, uh, of of growing, growing and changing. Yep. Well, I will uh, I'll post some things for people to follow you um, on as I shoot out to the media. <laughs> Dodd Holzapple, uh, great friend, great artist, and 
thank you very much for your compassion and and just continuing to inspire us. So, Great. Thank you very Melody, much. Thank you so much, and thank you for your show. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this week on Everyday Leaders 50 and 50. You won't want to miss next week's show, which is show nine of 50 and 50. When you subscribe to Everyday Leaders in Apple iTunes or for Android in the Google Play Store, you can receive automatic notifications each week for my new show's release. Join me, Everyday Leaders 50 and 50. Show 9 starts March 18th.